Testing, testing. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Well, we're away. Uh, welcome to the Yank and Shank podcast. Uh, good morning, Paul. Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm not. I'm not too bad. I'm, I think I'm ready to go after after a small time away. We'll we'll touch on that in a minute. But I, th- I think we should give a special shout out and thanks. Um, I'm I'm sure some of our more devoted listeners will notice that the intro theme has has been edited ever so slightly. And that we now have included some quality vocals. Yes. Yeah. So that that is that is courtesy of uh, Paul's misses. So yeah. Yeah. Fine. Um, I'm assuming got some experience growing up and maybe singing in the Catholic choir or something along. Yeah. Something along those lines. Very evident from that. It is evident. It is evident. And um, (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just a sign of the new new and improved new new and improved moving forward. Uh, We've been on a bit of a, a hiatus. Yes, for, we have. For a small time. Um, uh, without going to define exactly how long it's been, but it's been it's been a, been a bit. It's been a while. It's been a bit. And there's been a number of of times when we were, we were scheduled to get together and make this happen. And for one reason or another, it wasn't coming together. And I got to say, a lot of it uh, just comes down to some, some real procrastination. And that's, that's combined with <laughs> fear... A little bit of laziness and, and things that when you're trying to put together content for a podcast, it can be a little a little daunting. Yeah. L- well, laziness is definitely a big factor in my life. Laziness is a factor. I think it's it, if you're gonna if you're gonna pursue any anything in the artistic world, I don't I don't think you can just really wait for the muse. I don't I don't th- <laughs> I don't I don't think it's just gonna pop up one day while you're while you're sitting on the couch watching YouTube videos. No. No. You, there's a little bit of work. Involved, not not a tremendous amount, but I think you got to put some conscious effort in, into putting some kind of plan together, which um, which we're going to try to do today. Yeah, as 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 best we can. Um, wasn't thinking. Um, I'd like to stick on the Detroit thing. I think that's what we've been we tried to work on on, on our previous episode and trying to figure out. <sighs> Our favorite songs, or the best songs, or any kind of any anything in that kind of category, it's it's just too wide open. It's too wide open. I, I think the decision was just to kind of give give maybe some of that decision making property over to uh, over to the interwebs, and in no particular order necessarily, or you know, and definitely not in our personal opinion. But we have selected a group of what about twelve or thirteen songs. There's twelve songs. Yeah. Then. That make a good good slice of 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 the music that's come out of Detroit in the last fifty years or so, yeah. going 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 way back to early sixties to pretty much present day, and just kind of maybe touch on those um, for any listeners out there. I believe that there's a public access uh, playlist. Yeah, you, there is. If you'd like to listen to these songs as a group in their entirety, that's easy enough to get on. Well, you can get that either on Apple Music and or Spotify. Those will both be public. Yeah, and if you just type Yank and Shank, surprisingly, into your search, or Yank will even do. We are, we're, we're the top. <laughs> Weirdly, we're the top. Yeah, How does that work? I, well, I don't understand all the technicalities of it. What what are we number one in? Well, what, well how we're does the that work? top playlist, and we're also the top artist. With the, with the, with the buzzword Yank in it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're number you one. Know, come on, it's it's a start. It's, it's a it's it's a start, and it could be the pinnacle of our careers. <laughs> More than likely. More than likely. Um, I don't know if there's any particular place because these any any songs we're going to reference aren't going to be in any particular order. As far as you know, we're not leading up to the one song that you know we or the entire world have agreed is the best song to ever come out of Detroit. So we're just going to, I guess we're going to kind of go through songs one at a time. Just mention them as we go. Yeah. I don't know. what. Uh, according to the list there, Paul, what do you, what do you got on the, on the number one? Well, there is no number one. Not the number one. What, would, what, what, is, what is the first song? According to the Detroit Free Press. Good people. The number one song is Respect by Aretha Franklin. Which was originally a song written by Otis Redding, I believe. Uh, a lot of people might think that. A lot more people might think that. Actually, the what is the man's name? Hold on. 
Speedo Sims. How could you forget that? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't far now. Well, I, I, I was looking. I was looking into it, and I saw I saw the link to Otis Redding, and then I read the Otis Redding bit, and it's like, oh, Speedo Sims, uh, the Sims family. You guys are owed a tremendous amount of money. I would really, I would really look into this. But Speedo Sims had written the song, um, gave it to Otis, basically. Never, never raised anything on him using it, recording it. And that was about 1965. Uh, it's a much different version. Uh, it's obviously sang from a male perspective and sang from a man coming just home and just wanting some respect from his wife and so forth. Uh, I guess what Aretha Franklin had done a couple of years later is, is turned it into, you know, obviously being sung from a female point of view. And it, it became quite a... Uh, uh, quite a landmark song for the Philhall women's movement in the, in the late sixties. I don't know if it was naturally intended like that, but it's certainly, you know, to this day is, is still a well-revered song in the, uh, for not only, you know, it, it's, it's greatness the song by itself, but for what it, it's, um, done for feminism, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stand up strong, independent woman saying, you know, Hey, I'm taking care of business here. The least I can ask for is a little respect. Is a little respect. I, I um I can remember a Cosby show episode where Bill Cosby was singing in like the had Aretha Franklin in the background and the the whole family were like singing in the to um her brushes. Was, wasn't the premise someone in, in the Cosby show that the like the grandparents on both sides, maternal and paternal, were both somehow like legendary like musicians of some sort? Like the characters they had to play like Bill Cosby's parents or father and same with the mom, somehow were these fantastical music uh, musicians. Yeah, I think it might have been something like that. Something but, like that. Go but, on. <laughs> it's just pretty ironic that yeah. Bill Cosby's mouth and respect into airbrush. Well let's let let's he not, obviously wasn't singing from the heart. Let's let's not go there. Let's not go there. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll save a Bill Cosby episode for for another episode. But how um how I suppose how that song has gone into like Modern culture is that modern culture? Is it bloody Cosby show? Not really, but mid nineties, so it's it's still it's still holding up for about thirty years. Yeah, I don't yeah. think many people will be rerunning it now. Yeah, I'm thinking that's coming off. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I can't see any of it. We just lost Aretha Franklin just recently, didn't we? Yeah, so, end of last year. Yeah, sometime. Didn't make a note of that. Yeah, I know it was fairly recent. Um. My biggest knowledge of her, I think, has to just come from like the Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's that's the most that I that I really know of her. I've seen her. I mean, obviously, I've heard a lot of her work. Have you? We're we're gonna have to do a separate episode, I think, on the Blues Brothers to really to really track all the characters that are in that movie <laughs> and so so many greats. Um, uh, yeah, they're all Detroit as well, aren't they? Uh, even the, even that Steve Cropper, the, the one of the guitarists, he was like a producer on like old Edis, I think Otis Redding stuff. He goes way back, and so does the bass. These guys are all they were all kicking around from like the fifties and sixties, and they were still holding strong up until the movie um, the movie came out. Here, give it a little pause. Go on, carry on. I'm willing to go more down that road. Well, no. Oh, all I was going to say about laziness really was it's kind of my default. Like lying and lying on the sofa with a load of beer, and not really doing anything. Oh, that's uh, well, that's got to be avoidance and a little bit of distraction. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I pretty much did that for about thirty years. Oh no, well you can you can trust me. You can do that without without any beer whatsoever. You can you, oh, yeah. you YouTube Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime. If you if you've got just ac- and that's without any access to any regular TV channels whatsoever. You can occupy plus iTunes and the rest of it, and the internets. Oh uh, yeah, you can kill a lot of time not getting much of anything done. Yeah, it, it's a complete possibility these days. I don't. I don't know that technology is making us more, more effective. I think we've just found. No. we found, and it's good to be back. Yeah, I think we're the, we're. the portable device we have ran out of battery. Luckily, thanks to what the two ninety nine pack from the. 
shop we're back up and ready to go we're back up and ready to go that that is amazing technology truly is making our life easier and we've got Duracell rather than Fujitsu is that is that kind of racist no alright fair enough I don't didn't want dis, I didn't want to disengage any of our Asian listeners <laughs> I just <laughs> we don't want to disengage any listeners no no all three of them we need you guys to like bond together we need you to like reach out and just spread the word as best as best you can maybe you don't have any friends you're gonna have, you're gonna have to work on it you have to work on it i must admit i do find it quite weird hearing my own voice and to put out a podcast sorry as i just popped to put out a podcast with um just record your own voice and see how it feels Oh, and I think it feels quite odd. I'm I'm sure at some point you must have like when you got like your first tape recorder, and you thought like, oh wow, this is brilliant, and I'm going to record my own voice on it. And then you say something in the recorder, and you play your own little cassette tape back, and you're you're just absolutely horrified. Yeah, because you, you cause <laughs> for some for some reason human beings are, can't hear their own voice, the way it sounds coming out of their mouth, even though your ears are so incredibly close to your mouth. It'll never sound the same. You're like, that's not my voice. Yeah. That's not my voice. So that alone, that alone's horrible because you don't ever have to play that tape for anybody. But now you have to not only record your voice, but you have to put it in a format that you're going to allow other people to listen to. Basically, anybody, anybody yeah. in the entire world. And allegedly, you have to try to say something semi-interesting so they would actually want to listen. That that that's that's a those are confounding uh, variables. Yeah. They- now, the the other thing about it is that even though I kind of know that there's not anyone listening, maybe it still frightens the shit out of me. Oh yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say my my anxiety level is definitely like on a seven out of ten for no. I, I, I'm I'm literally sitting on my own couch in my own lounge. Uh, basically having a conversation with a guy I've known for about 15 years <laughs> about nothing. And, and I'm almost panicked. Yeah. I'm almost yeah. panicked. And, uh, that's really terrible. What is it? What is it about I, human I, beings that, that I mean, don't know? Is is is, is it, is it just the unknown? Is I, it, I, I don't know. I, I think not everything, you shouldn't face all your fears, maybe, but nothing can be changed until you face it. Oh no, and, and and that's I think that's one of the major things that I appreciate about this. I mean, I'm I'm there's definitely I'm split. There's definitely part of me that doesn't want to do this. If you would have called me up this morning and said, mm, "Yeah, I got to I got to <laughs> yeah, I got to plant some flowers today, so it's not going to work out." <laughs> there would have been there would have been a relief. There would have been, oh, okay, I don't have to do that. But conversely, when we when we do this and we're done and it's and it's put together. There's an incredible sense of pride in like I'm really proud of myself for having done that. Not because the content's so incredibly brilliant, but it's like I was kind of tentative about doing that. I was a little bit nervous about doing that, but I got myself to do it anyways. And I think there's I think there's two real clear categories when you when you talk about fear. There's there's things you're scared of a snake. That's a good fear. You shouldn't try to overcome that fear. You shouldn't try yeah. to like like get friendly with snakes or explosives or real dangerous people, things along these lines. Yeah. Though that's a decent fear. That's serving a purpose. But it's it's this it's this flavor of fear. It's it's fear of doing something you kind of would really like to do. Yeah. But the fear is stopping you. Yeah. This is a stingless bee. It's a bee without any sting. The only sting is in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um <coughs> that that's where the biggest enemy I think for for most people is. Oh yeah, my head says far worse things to me than my. Well, they wouldn't be my friends if they spoke to me the way my head speaks to me. But yeah, is there is there somewhere you can just like you can fire that part of your head and just go listen? It's it's not working out. Um, the one, uh, and uh, I have to bring it back to music. But music like. for about three minutes can can eradicate that. It it can definitely it's definitely has a distraction thing, but I think I think depending on the music that you choose, it can also it'll it'll just change your state. You can, you can go oh, from, yeah. yeah you can you can go from very whatever lethargic to being very kind of amped up depending on 
one like one of the one of the songs we're, we're going to talk about a little bit today, like like Eminem's like "Lose Yourself," just a very kind of like driving kind of a beat. It's very visceral. It's very dun 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 dun. And it's just there's there's something about that song. I think just just appeals to everybody and can kind of get you going uh, as opposed to, you know, something a little bit more melodic or that might be more soothing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you, if you want to get yourself a little, not a song uh, for rush hour traffic. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Unless you want to toot your horn quite a bit. What what if I have a firearm in the car while I'm driving? Yeah. Does that make it okay? Yeah. Did did you carry firearms in the car in, in Chicago, Eric? No, no, of course not. No, that that is completely over, over stipulated. I think there's there's probably, I know there's an incredible amount of guns in in America, but I think they're only owned by three or four guys. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think they're just hoarders. Yeah, I think they're, they're <laughs> like the, those preppers. The NRA lot. Yeah, they've dug out like a side of a mountain somewhere, and they're just completely stockpiled. Rushmore. Well, yeah, just in case uh, the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was watching something the other day. The key to the zombie apocalypse, people, is dentistry. Yeah. We get their teeth removed. You take the teeth out of the zombie, they can't eat you. There you go. All, all, you, all you're going to get is like a deep tissue massage there on your, on your upper traps. <laughs> and, and that's just going to be a feel good. Yeah. So it, it, it's the way forward. You identify them as zombies, pull their teeth out, you're going to be okay. It's simple. It's simple. It's all, it's, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all about strategy. Yeah. Uh, it's like a stingless bee, a toothless zombie. It's a very stingless bee. Yeah. Got to keep the stress levels down. Yeah, stress is, um, it's, a, it's a bugger. It's a, it's a bugger. And uh, I don't know. What, what do you think made the, made the turning point for why we're now back together again? What, what has changed? That, what can we say? Well, I think Davog in particular, who is in Toronto. Oh, Davog, keep warm, son. Yeah, kind of, it just made me think, what, what, what are we doing? Why isn't there another podcast? What what are we so frightened of? Um, and it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I think it's just, just, just the unknown. And God, when were we sitting having lunch with, with Davog? About three months ago? Yeah. Very excited. Already put some stuff in the can. Got the ball rolling, and he's been there for a quarter of a year. But maybe it's like a like a snowball effect kind of thing. Once we get going, it'll build up momentum, and well, I think I think I don't, we'll I, become less fearful. Are we going more trial and error? Are we are we in a small way like reinventing the wheel? Is there is there maybe something out there that that would actually lend itself to like going? You know, this is this is how you do it. Because at this point in time, we're kind of like, we're, we are kind of like putting it together as we go. Yeah. I, well, I have read quite a lot about your content and stuff. But I don't want to have like a, an almost a scripted podcast because yeah. then that defeats the purpose of it. You don't get the humor maybe or whatever. I don't want to write jokes. Well, yeah. The, the only other... In the format that I've seen, the format that I've I've done a little bit of reading as well, is they do a lot. Of, you do a lot of interviews. You have people in, yeah. and so you have whatever ten, eleven questions that you need to get through within your podcast. So there's really no pressure on you. Yeah, it's, it's on whoever you're getting in. So David Goggins, tell me about your new book. Exactly. Yeah, and then it all comes from there. Yeah, it's not that hard. See, this we're we're doing the much harder version. <laughs> yeah, we're coming up with our own content without the lazy way of depending on getting a guest in. Could we? Yeah. Can, we could consider guests. Yeah, we could consider guests at some point in time. We've got Siri. We could ask her a few questions. Is that allowable? I think so. Would she work like like trivia? Yeah, she might work for free as well. Is there any kind of copyright infringement? Do we have anything to worry about from the creators of Siri? No. And publicizing her voice no. and whatever she does. Apart from putting this podcast on their Apple Music Store, they're not going to be interested in us asking Siri a few questions. Did I mention that we have the number one rated playlist in Apple Music right now with the keyword yank in it? <laughs> 
Yeah. Did I mention that? Yeah. Well, number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> that's because there aren't many playlists with the word yank. I, I don't see where that's material, Paul, to the argument. It's just, it's number one. If you add shank in there, it's probably the only one. I, I was Googling for the podcast this morning. I'm looking around, yank and shank. And uh, I got some video clips of some kind of like video game. There, there was about a, a 90 second instructional how to yank your character, your opposing character over a, over a obstacle and then stab them. So that that is that's the, the that's, and that's the literal definition. So wow. it's out there. We're competing with that. That might work for a thumbnail. It's quite it's quite dramatic imagery. Yeah, a large cartoon soldier stabbing someone to death. We'll move away from that. Move away from that. Yeah. Um, so. So Detroit, Eric. Detroit, Motor City. The Motor City. Motor MC5. City. MC5. Home of Motown. Yeah. It's brought us a lot of things. Brought us the Jacksons. Brought us Eminem. It's brought us Aretha Franklin. Shall we just let's let's just go let's go let's just mention the songs, or let's just go through let's just go through the list in no particular order. Yeah. And then maybe touch back on on some of them as, as as the muse, yeah. hits. So if you if you were let's say looking at the, the the playlist of songs, what what is the playlist of songs that we have selected? Are so you we've s- got a bit of Eminem in there, um, and I must be honest, I I looked for like through quite a lot of modern day Detroit music, and. There's an Eminem song with Royce the Five Nine that isn't that old, but apart from that, it it's like Seven Nation Armies on there, obviously. But apart from the White Stripes and Eminem's continuance and Royce the Five Nine's continuance of like when when they started, it's quite difficult to find new music in Detroit. But that's because I think you have to live in a city to be part of something that's building, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I'd, the internet doesn't lend itself very well to seeing a live band. I'm, I'm saying whatever, whatever's, like, cutting edge in Detroit right now, it's not going to make it into the mainstream sufficient for us to be aware of it. No, I, exactly. I yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that, that's... I think we just have to accept what we can what we can monitor at this point in time. I know Detroit's going through, you know... It's had its own challenges in recent in recent years. Maybe maybe the music industry is not quite as strong as it was at one point. But then again, doesn't I don't know? Doesn't a lot of great music come out of kind of like the more challenged kind of areas? I'm not sure that uh, I'd rather have a Fender guitar and 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 be able to afford it, be able to afford the best recording stuff and whatever. I think that's a slight myth. Well, I think uh, I guess I, I always equate music with well, struggle, a little bit of struggle, a little bit of angst, a little bit. It's it's usually you don't see people coming out like in their mid forties, like starting a music career. It it, it tends to be younger people, it tends to be late teens, early twenties. I mean, these are the people that are kind of involved in the music industry. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of older people involved, but they didn't start. Then they started when they didn't really have a whole hell of a lot, and yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a talent that you can't brag about. You've either got it or you haven't. Yeah, that's why I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't you know, can't revise for it. I I don't know if they like the kids from Beverly Hills or something like that to to stereotype come out with like the most cutting edge music. I think I think it 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 seems to come from. Yeah, that little bit more element of, of struggle or or something along these lines. There's a little bit of maybe, maybe even like anger. I don't know. There's there's it's it's like a release. It's like a release from pent up frustrations, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you don't have as many of those frustrations, then then maybe music isn't something you pursue as, as much, at least on a performance level. Is no, that, I think that's right. I think think that's right. I think might you've also got like you've also probably got a bit more determination 
I think. Well, it's it's almost it's it's almost like like with like music and sports are usually areas that that people can say you know even if I don't come from the best background or I don't have the best education or whatever these are fields that I could possibly succeed in yeah you know it's it's been done before it's been proven you can do this the Beatles can go off and da da you don't need a college degree you don't need to have a wealthy you know, supporters, things along these lines. And so I think that just makes people gravitate. I think it's the same thing that makes people, kids like gravitate towards football in, in the UK or in Europe. It's, it's just something that's like, this is a potential way out. There was a guy who was his cousin's uncle who went to my same school, who's now a professional yeah. footballer. And hey, I'm nine. I'm pretty good. And I'm going to train. I'm going to train. I'm going to do everything I can. And I think music can have kind of an element of that as well. I, I think it can absolutely. And I think, I think like, like you kind of said, it's a, it's more of a level playing field, isn't it? You don't need to go to uni. You don't need to be able to afford to go to uni. You don't need to study like madly to learn how to play guitar. Anyone can pick up a guitar and play kind of three chords. Yeah, and, 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 and away you go. On some on some level, there's no there's no official barrier. It's like no one can tell you that you can't or that you have to give up or that you know that you're fired. I guess maybe it's almost a little bit like this, like yeah, the podcast yeah, we're doing. <laughs> you better it, not fire me, Eric. As long as you're willing to keep doing it, no one no one can stop you. Yeah. So there's a certain as long as you've got the the tenacity. But I'm, I'm sure it's the same thing that, that, that stops a lot of people. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of <clears throat> way more talented people that could be doing podcasts and a lot of talented musicians out there who, when it came down to, okay, now you've got to get in front of a bunch of people and do this, they probably make up studio musicians. They're yeah. just like, like, I'm not going to go up on a stage in front of 10,000 people and play my guitar. I can play guitar like Eric Clapton, but I have to be in a darkly lit room in a studio by myself Everything has to be ideal. Everything has to be under perfect circumstances. Yeah, yeah, something along these lines. Yeah. you got to have a certain combination of of personality traits. Yeah. Whereas you get something like the White Stripes, which are so like I think is a kind of unusual combination of a drummer that can't particularly drum, a guitar player who can play really well, but it just wouldn't work. If it was like a session drummer and a session guitarist playing a White Stripe song, I wonder if we could get that for somewhere. There must be someone doing a Seven Nation Army cover. Uh, uh, do you do you know a little bit on the on the background on the, on the White Stripes? I know a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Do you do you know that they were married? They are mar- married. Uh, maybe they've split up now. Uh, I, yeah, I, when I was reading it, they were saying uh, used to be married. So you have what an unusual combination that is. You have a two-piece band. I mean, you think think all the accolades we like give Rush for being able to produce a sound with like a bass, a guitar, and drums, yeah. and being able to have like a symphony level of of wall of sound coming at you. And here's just a guitar and 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 a tom tom. Really, for the yeah. most for the most bit, and a bit of the well, you know, I'm not taking anything away from her, but they having that kind of sound out of two, out of two basic engines. Yeah, it's and, incredible. And and it's a divorce couple working together <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the yeah. same time. There you go, people. Is, is, can, can can anything in the music industry top that? No. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was trying to think of couples. If anyone's known what happened to Captain Tennille, can 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 you reach out? I'm just a little curious because you know they had they had I think they had a variety show and then 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 they just fell away. I miss you guys. All right, never mind. Couples couples that in the music industry that were either married or married and like and divorced. I'm thinking like Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah, and maybe Johnny Cash and June Carter. Were they married? I don't know if they were ever I married. think they were for a while. I'm not I sure. I think they were for a while, but I think they agreed they still worked together. I think they still, I think there was still a real strong emotion there, and they would still agree to work together. i got to refresh on that. But, yeah, but a divorced couple working together in a two-piece band. Yeah. White, white stripes, hands down. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I think for that reason alone, 
they made it to the top 10 list. Yeah, maybe the key is taking your wife's name. Is that what they did? Jack White took his wife's name. He didn't like having Hitler for a last name. Yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't going to work. Or Lipschitz, something like that. There's <laughs> yeah. there's certain uh, names uh, that just, they're not rock and roll. Uh, yeah. They're, they're not going to make it. You need, a, you need a last name like Steel or Diamond or yeah. something, something along yeah. those lines. Little, Any of the ones Homer chooses. A little, yeah, a little more flair. Max Power. Max Power. Yeah. Exactly. Got it from a hard drive. <sighs> <That's> <laughs> a, as an aside, we've only been talking for fifteen minutes, and The Simpsons is already in. Dude, dude, the show's only thirty minutes long. I know we've only got we've got fifteen minutes. And we've got you got like eleven songs. Yeah. So at least to make some kind of some kind of reference to, I think we will. We, we yeah. The, the the one song on the list that I hadn't really heard, and I haven't really heard a lot of him, is Bob Seger. And um, I don't know that he quite. Ever made it over the pond? Yeah, that yeah. I was I was surprised when I was we were we were talking about that, and uh, I'm just sure some. I mean, obviously, old time rock and roll from from uh, from Risky Business. That's a very iconic scene where he slides across the floor and he's dancing in his yeah in his shirt and so forth. So some Bob Seger made it over. Maybe it only made it over if it was in that yeah that maybe, kind of a package. <laughs> maybe that was enough to put people off it. Uh no, um, Bob Seger. Bob Seger. I, I don't know if he was a tremendous force per se, but he was pretty consistent. He was pretty steady through the seventies. He was coming out with some pretty good, pretty good anthems. Um, I also yeah, Night Moves is a great song. I, I it's 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 haunting. It's yeah, just I, it's, I, it's haunting. I must admit, I'll, I do like a song that builds up from an acoustic to like a bit of a crescendo and. It's 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 about misspent youth. I'm 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 sure everybody has has those has those memories that they can identify with, and I'm sure love songs are are like that. But this is it's it's just so identifiable. It's so pure. It's so being 17 years old and and you know just goofing around with with relationships and and finding himself you know, down the road, whatever, 30 years, 40 years. And, and the, those memories that just, they just never leave you. And it's just, and it's, it's it's just something that everybody can identify with. And I just, I just don't think that that, that, that ever really gets touched, not in the way that he put it together. He, he did it in that very kind of folksy kind of, kind of storyteller, almost, almost James Taylor-y kind of sort of, you were saying, um, Van Morrison, Van Morrison, kind of sort of where you're getting you're getting more of a, a narrative, you're getting more of a kind of like a little story wrapped up in like four minutes, as opposed to verses, chorus, verses, and then and then wrap up. Um, and that the against the wind is is very similar. That yeah, we we were kind yeah, of yeah, we're yeah. playing this morning. It's 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 finding yourself kind of reflecting back and and it's it's just I think they're just very I think they're really powerful. Yeah. So, but he's still going. Bob Seger's yeah, he's still, still going, still touring. He was he was writing songs back like in the '60s, um, and I guess his career never really caught any ground till about the mid '70s. So at that point, he had to be like in his in late '30s, almost early '40s. So if he's yeah, still going 45 now, forty-five, he was born. Yeah. So what does that make him now? Fifty-five plus about twenty. So he's about seventy-five. Yeah, still touring. He's still stringing a guitar over his neck and yeah. Banging out some tunes, just go support him. I doubt there's that longevity amongst current artists. It's because of drugs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it? I don't know. Or do we have a more of a short attention span? I think it's more of a like Andy Warhol, fifteen minutes of fame, kind of culture type thing. And there's so much, like there's literally so much music out there that it's very easy to swap around and whatever. Like, I'm sure there's, there's like millions of songs on Apple Music and um, Spotify. So you can just swap around and, like, for a while there, I was trying to only listen to stuff in this century. And and that was kind of difficult enough. No, no. I, I mean, if you... 
I never really thought about it. If you think like in the 60s and 70s, like let's say let's say the popular music, rock music, only had about a 15-year history. And the only place you were going to hear that music was on the radio. Yeah. And the only place you were going to buy that music was at the music store yeah. that only pretty much stocked the records that were either popular at the time or had been incredibly popular fairly recently because yeah. that's the stuff that was going to sell. And now we're, we're 30 years on. Yeah. There's been another million songs produced, plus all the independents and people going, well, there are no records, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can find them. But, I mean, like, most today's artists are all releasing. Everything's digital. Yeah. So... And know. actually, when you... Much more than CDs, when you buy a record now, you get a code so you can download it digitally. You don't get that with CDs. Um, but you do get it with records. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, a guy in the record shop was telling me, because I bought a CD, and I said, can I down... Like, I bought this, can I download it? free and he was like no that that only comes with records vinyl our our see i i haven't looked at the the vinyl thing at all i haven't owned a record for 20 years our excuse me our current artists releasing a lot of them releasing stuff on vinyl i think is some it, of them it, it's made a big comeback i think um who, who's, who's it? what Not, am i going to buy dad for christmas well, let's say I want the, I want the, I want the new Nas album. Yeah, is can I get that on vinyl? Yeah. Okay. Ariana Grande. You can definitely get that on vinyl. I'm sure. See, I would think it'd be more poppy kind of stuff for some reason. I I would think classic music like stuff you know for old guys like us. Yeah, like yeah, I wanna, Hendrix. Yeah, I want I want to get the old Eagles album or something because <laughs> yeah. I I'd have to listen to it on a on a round piece of plastic. Don Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's a classic. Anyways. <laughs> but pretty much everyone's releasing on vinyl. Yeah, and I, th- I think it has been helped by you can get a digital download and you don't have to pay for it again. Yeah, for you kids who don't really remember vinyl, vinyl is wonderful and it's warm and it does have a little bit extra range uh, on the lows and the highs. But, man, as soon as that thing gets messed up, you're going to get a crack in it. It's going to get some dust in it. It's going to get some chips the needle's going to skip. It's just, it's such a pain. And yeah. there's always going to be this hiss. And you're going to have, I don't know. you got to balance like a pound coin on top of your thing eventually. And yeah. It's it's, it's just sad. It's yeah. just sad. Then you've just had that album for like like two months. And then all of a sudden it's, it's screwed up. And now you can't play it anymore. Now you got to go get it again. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a complete convert now to digital music, I think. And the, the the proof is always in the pudding. And my proof is the other day I have a CD like player hi-fi type thing. Yeah. And I binned it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I binned it. I've had it for 30 years. It's a really good hi-fi. That's a real commitment. Yeah. Um, one small thing. Don't you also own about 3,000 CDs? Yeah, but I've... I've I've got a, like a CD player and I just put them all on iTunes. Ah. Is this uploading like through a laptop or something or whatever? Yeah, through my Mac, yeah. Okay. So you got the best of both worlds. Yeah, can't we just invent a record album that just is almost indestructible? Can't you make one out of like some kind of yeah, like the- semi-titanium space alloy <laughs> galvanized something? Yeah. It's like you could whip it across a room, stick it in the wall, in the drywall, but it'll still it'll still play. Yeah. Something like that. It's a size. It's not portable. It's yeah. Well, you need the size. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue for the size. I'm gonna argue for the size because of the album cover. Yeah, we, we are missing out on quality album cover art. Yeah, which I was actually if if you look at Kanye West's last few albums, they've all got really good artwork. Um, and the album covers are fantastic, but trying to, trying to look at it like on an LP size just doesn't work on your phone. That's what I'm and saying. You that, can't see the detail, and that's what we're missing out on. Yeah, that's. What, I guess you can get all that same. Uh, you could project it onto your big screen TV, I suppose, while you're playing it on Spotify or Apple yeah. Music, and and look at it there. But it's not the same. No, it's not the same. Not the same as cracking it open and being able to see the lyrics on the inside, a little bit of background on the album being made. I don't know. 
Is, is that just an old thing? Is that, is that an no, old thing I'm I, talking about? The, it's tactile, isn't it? It's like it's... Yeah, you feel like you really yeah. got... You feel like you really got something. I don't you know. You really own it. Well, there was this, there was a special excitement about it. Like like now you you could you're, you're laying on the you could be sitting in the tub, and you can buy yourself some music and listen to it all within about what fourteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. No, before you had to like go to the shop, you had to find it. Hopefully, they had it. Maybe they didn't have it at this shop. You had to go to the good shop across town because <laughs> they're definitely going to have it. Then you got it, and you had to get it in the car, and still you can't hear it. And you got to drive yeah. all the way home and get it out and break it all out and get your equipment on, turn everything on. Then and only then, in the privacy of your, of your little room, can you sit there and actually enjoy that music. And now, I just don't know if it. Mm, mm. Yeah, so, the first few like little, of the, of the um album, the anticipation was like. It's just it's I don't know it it, it is I, I guess it's the visceral, element to it. Playing it from your phone to your air to your earbuds. Whatever I just I just don't know if that's the same. No, I, I I would agree, kind of thing. Even though I said I'm a, I'm, I permanently have almost permanently have headphones in, earphones. How's your hearing, Paul? Pardon? How's your hearing? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm de- Luckily, I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> I def I definitely got one ear, that's kind of going. I don't know if I'm going to blame the earphones or not. I definitely had some earphones in for about 10 or 11 years. But that is the thing as well. Like, um, it will blast that little old cartoony devil angel thing. It will get rid of that devil voice, I think. Oh, for um, using music as a, as a mood enhancer. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? No, absolutely. I think everyone should, should do their best to kind of almost like start their day with some kind of a playlist. I think I think the first thing that tends to download into your brain is a lot of stuff that isn't worth spending a lot of mental energy on. Not until you're fully awake, anyways. Yeah, like you know on man? that list, if you listen to Respect, like I dare you to have a bad day because it's just amazing. It's a, and the fact that it's the fact that it's Aretha Franklin. But it's originally a Otis Redding song is just freaky because it f- completely turns a song on its head. I, th- I think any any music, whether I don't know, use the Rocky theme. We can go back to Eminem's um, song we were talking about earlier. Any, anything that just kind of changes changes your gear. I guess yeah. I guess is what I'm I'm looking forward. Wake, waking up and just thinking about you know the weather and how crappy things are going one way or the other and, and the economy and whatever's happening in the world uh, definitely drag you down. And I think too early in the morning isn't a time for dealing with that. No. I think that's a good time to get uh, get the endorphins going, get a little bit of adrenaline going. And Jackie kind of, Wilson, your love keeps lifting me a, l- a little Jackie Wilson. Uh, what a fantastic voice he has, by the way. <sighs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to the day when we when the actual radio station hires us, so we can start yeah. we can start backing this up with with a little bit of reference and, and start playing some little clips during the show. Uh, please, if anyone's got any 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 insider tidbits on how we can how we can possibly work towards that, that would be great. Um, Jackie Wilson, I think the first time yeah I really ever heard that song was Ghostbusters too. <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters too. Really? And, yes, there there was there was the evil slime that was attacking the city that was infiltrating everything and turning inanimate objects animate and somehow this this marshmallow Pillsbury doughboy of a of a monster was created and it was like the embodiment of of all evil and they had to come up with a plan and the plan was to hit it with like whatever 100% nothing but pure love and so they hooked up loudspeakers and they jammed that Jackie Wilson song. And it just, in the time, it was just it's very moving. I mean, it's a moving song in and of itself. But that, that song actually came out and was, was like the hero in, in the event. And uh, I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I love the song. But actually, my favorite song of all time is 
in our list, which is Tears of a Clown. And on the list that we had kind of looked at, that you would researched, it wasn't in the top 10, it was number 20 or something. Mm. So I took one of them out and put in Tears of a Clown. That's fine. This is, we're, we're flexible here. Dude, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude it, it's at least 49% your show. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you like with it. You have voting rights. You I do like Smokey Robinson. Like, I, I can't say enough about him. But, um, yeah, listen to that if you're feeling a bit blue and it will give you a metaphorical slap. Tears of a Clown. I'm, I'm thinking that is, uh, what is that, what is that metaphor really? Is that, is that, is that someone who's really a bit of a depressive and he's, he's kind of covering that up with a bit of a, uh, a comedic approach towards life? Is that, yeah, is that, is yeah, that, yeah. Is that kind of where... I think that's what it's all about. Well, that kind of comes. That's that's a little too personal. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, that touches home just a little bit, a little bit, yeah. a little bit too much. Yeah. Um. I, I actually when I when I lived in Pittsburgh, there was a bar called Peanuts, and they had a a jukebox back in the day. Nice. And it was honestly the only good song on the jukebox. That that says a lot. I know. So what other kind of stuff were they feeling this? Was it kind of country-ish kind of yeah, sort of? Yeah, like two types of music, country and western. <clears throat> That's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. There was there was a song that we were considering for the list. This isn't really much of a story. Uh, it's My Girl. Oh, yeah. Which um, I, I would say that, yeah. I, I just have this memory. There was this, there was this bar down at school called The Ritz. And on Thursday nights, they had two for one, 55 cent drafts. Oh. So you got like a little, you got two little eight ounce like plastic cups full of beer for 55 cents, which even in 1985 was still a pretty good value. Yeah. It was still, <laughs> was still a pretty good value. And yeah, you could, you get in a lot of trouble, especially on a Thursday night. So I remember being very relaxed there one night and the music there was fan, it was absolutely fantastic. And my girl comes on. And I can remember, I'm, and I'm, because it, I just can't help but think of this every time I hear the song. And there's this one girl who's kind of a friend, and we're, I'm just lip syncing, and everyone's kind of like swaying and to the music, and I'm lip syncing the words to the song to her. And as I'm doing this, the girl that I had like dated for like two years in college wasn't dating at the time. It just happens to walk straight by and like make eye contact with me and see me doing this singing this to this other girl <laughs> and just just ruined it just just abso- just absolutely ruined it i'm glad i took it off the list um it is it's a little bit of a painful it's a little bit of a painful thought but not bad she's um yeah i'd say that that's one of those girls like from a bob seger song it's one of those girls like from from way back there that you always think about and you just think hmm hmm yeah i wonder hmm 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 yeah, it's always in there. Mm, yeah. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. That, also, Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, bringing Van Morrison back into the loop. Yeah, yeah, those two songs. Him being a Detroit native from Belfast. We do, we, do, we touched on Van Morrison a little bit with the Bob Seger. It's, it's, it's four degrees of separation. It's four degrees. Um. Yeah, but you, you do need... I would say... Of the Detroit songs, they are the twelve best that we could come up with. Uh, yeah, I, 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 we're not uh, we're not overly prejudiced here. There's there's a ton more to explore in the wonderful world of of the music out of Detroit, obviously. Uh, but I think you can't go wrong with with the ones that we've picked. I would like to touch a little bit on MC Five, which is a band I wasn't really I wasn't really that familiar with before we kind of started looking at Detroit. I mean, I'd, I'd heard them mentioned before, but I wasn't, I can't say, you know, I'd, I'd heard a lot of their material. I would call them almost the, like the first real forerunners of almost like punk. Yeah. I, when I look at them and I listen to them, I see Iggy Pop. I see a little bit like of the Ramones. Yeah. I, I see a, a like an, a kind of an, an energy that I don't think you saw a lot in, in the 60s. There was there was a lot of great music. There was a lot of kind of like political activism. 
obviously there was a lot of um, counterculture kind of coming out, but these guys were coming out with a little bit more. I don't. It was a little bit just more raw. It was a yeah. little bit more guttural. Oh yeah, and yeah, it, totally. Yeah, yeah, it was very much in your face, and I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think we saw a lot of that again until you know you start seeing like the Sex Pistols and Mosh Pits, and people you know really, really willing to kind of like almost make an audience angry, and yeah. in, in a way really stir really stir them up. I think um, Electra Records dropped them during Kick Out the Jams or after it or whatever when they're recording it, you yeah. know, when they recorded it or whatever it was. It was just a little bit too much. I think they were a bit. Too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you only know how far you can go by going too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. All right, you want to take a little break for a commercial? Yeah. Let's do that. We're back now. All right, that's fine. Well, you know, I'm I'm pretty pleased with that. Yeah. I'm pretty pleased with that. I hope, I hope that was as enjoyable <laughs> to listen to <laughs> uh, as it was to put together. It, it, do you think do you think the anxiety thing will ever kind of like die down? Yeah, maybe by the time we're dead. Is it is it, is, it, is it just going to be that little opportunity to face that? What did you call it? A, a stingless a, bee. A stingless bee to face the stingless bee. I, I'm I want to take this opportunity to just encourage everybody out there to try to face a stingless bee at least once a week. Yeah. If not, if not more often, I think that I think the things that that probably inhibit us the most from. From doing a lot of things that we'd probably like to do. Yeah. Yeah. So check out the playlist. Check out the playlist. Spotify, Apple, just type in Yank to your search engine. If it's still where it'll go. If it's still number one. It's only number one this week. Yeah, yeah. It, it, check it, it out quick. It, it could get pushed out. But listen to some of the songs, it'll cheer you up, I think. There you go. Bye. Good night. Too rough. Too rough.